Welcome to Beyond Our Focus. I'm Stefan, this is Amanda, and this is Breaking Prisms for October 29th, a Tuesday, almost Halloween. It's Halloween. All Hallows Eve. <laughs> scary, scary pumpkins and demons and devils and things. Um, lots and lots of that. Today, we're going over the Twilight Zone, but we've also done Black Mirror, and we're also doing Love, Death, Robots, so go check those out if you like either of those things. Because those are fun. But today is the 26th episode of The Twilight Zone. The original black and white one. So called Execution. Dun, dun, dun. Because the very beginning of the episode, they execute someone. Yeah. And that is why it's called Execution. Literally the premise of the story today. Yep, is a really, really bad man in the Old West gets yeah. uh, executed or gets... Uh, 1880. Executed. A man, a... Outlaw in the in the year of eighteen eighty. Eighteen eighty. I think it was November something. Sure, I don't remember that much. Oh. Um, but gets hung, and as he's being hung, gets transported to we assume their present day, which yes. would be like nineteen fifty nine. Somewhere around there. Nineteen sixty ish. That's the assumption. I don't think they gave us the date for the present. I don't think so. They either. just assume you're in the present. Which it has to be that present, because it can't be the future, because that's not the future. Not what we saw. You're confusing the audience. So truthfully, he gets beamed for 80 years, and we get to kind of watch that. That is what the episode is about. Cool in premise. Yes. I forgot everything I was about to say. Solid. Cool in premise. (laughs) Nope, no, nothing. Okay. (laughs) So... Pretty much, uh, what he's what he's implying is that uh, it had issues, but overall, as far as enjoying it, it's not a bad episode. No, I never claimed to be a bad episode. No. I claim, like you said, there are issues with the episode that I have, but not as many issues as he had with the last one. So I'm protecting the cube with my life. They just messed the last one up. Okay, cool and premise. If you it just messed it all up, Kubi, off this table. He will be staying here. Like, I can't reach that far. <laughs> I will hug him. Like, that is beyond my reach. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. So, the we've already gone over the pretty much the top level. We've gone over that his story. We can't really go into spoilers yet without giving it a rating. But what we do like about it is the, I don't I thought the acting was really good. Yeah, I didn't have an issue with the acting. We did get the professor from Gilligan's Island. Yes, I Gotta mention that. He played professor. The professor. Oh, the professor. professor from Gilligan's Island. Professor. The professor. I don't think he ever had another <laughs> name. I think he was the professor. I'm sure there was a real name. I'm sure he had I was going to say, because I think I said his real name when I told you who he was. Sure. Everyone knows him as the professor. And the professor, too. <laughs> come on. Come on. We all know the song. I love Gilligan's Island. I did. I loved Gilligan's Island. I really loved Gilligan's Island. Gilligan and the Skipper too. Ah, the Millionaire and his wife. The movie star and the rest. Yeah. At one point, it did say yeah. that. They eventually, I think, changed yeah, it to because like, originally um, it started and the rest, and then later, later it moved on to the movie star, Ginger and the Professor, or yeah. something. They, they eventually gave them a part. I don't know why they didn't begin with. 
You had two more names to say. And it had to be, and the rest. Unless they originally wanted to have those characters not be as prominent. Oh, the professor was awesome. And Maybe they didn't think he'd do well at first. And then they were like, yes, everybody loves the professor. Professor, professor and Marion were both great. Oh my goodness, I can't talk. I'm done. I quit. It's all good. Anyways, he is, he's the professor in this. Because he just can't escape. He's being stereotyped. He's got a professor in everything. So, now that we've gotten back on the right track... Hey, I moved this... We're back? We're good? We're solid? Oh, I'm thinking that we fail. But, um, visually, I forgot to check on the neon lights. The neon light backdrop, which it looked familiar from two different episodes, but unfortunately we did not look it up before. Um, I think he's going... All of us are dying, as I think... The one, so. my, the episode that I think it's from. But. And then I could have swore in the one where he dreams about this cat lady. Um, there's also some neon lights and stuff there too. But overall, uh, acting was good. Visually, I thought it was good. The music, yes, we did get the dramatic Twilight Zone music, but, but it was yes, it was correctly placed. And it wasn't screaming at you, so. Yes, it was It was in the right spot. Yes. It was where you'd be like, oh, that is really mysterious. Yes. It was literally the cliffhanger to the commercial break that you would have had and then coming back from that commercial break. Yes, it, it was well-timed. It was something, it was better than looking at a clock. Oh, my goodness. Yes, looking at a clock or literally being screamed at during a car chase because yes. that was horrifying. It's like, it's a clock, dun dun dun! Or, this clock has no hands! Oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad you let us know. This is what we need. This time it was least. Hey, a man just disappeared! Perfect time for dramatic music. I like that a lot better. Made more sense. Um, without getting into spoilers, though, we can't really go into what we really disliked. I guess it was just plot points. Missing plot points. That kind of bearded off but we can't really go into him can we well this wikipedia on this episode has almost nothing that's wonderful oh that's nice yeah i mean it's very short very little just just nothing really your first episode. yeah i mean this has this is there's nothing here i i'm gonna get more from imdb probably i already gave them their first spoiler did you there's yes. a spoiler yeah talk to the audience Why would so, it bring what are you here? guys doing for Halloween? We are almost Halloween. Watch Thursday's episode. <laughs> yeah, Thursday, Love, Death, and Robots! Thursday's episode is going to be amazing. I am so excited. I love Halloween, and I love the episode that actually fell. It fell. It, it was perfect. Perfect for Halloween. This episode takes I place was, on November so 14th, 19, 1880, and in 1916. So you're right. November. Hmm. Much of the equipment, like the dials, machinery, and even the large transparent globe was also used in the Forbidden Planet, Satellite in the Sky, and World Without End. Okay, but what about like the, the neon lights? I didn't say that. Um, the background noises heard in the machines were later reused in Star Trek. After the Twilight Zone, where is Oh, after the Twilight Zone, where is everybody? This is the second time that the character looks at himself in a phone booth. Oh, wonderful. 
leaves the bar, sells to the players, called Jimmy Paradise. This song, the same sign was used in Cabin in the Sky. This sounds like a second season, maybe, because I haven't, we haven't watched anything called Cabin in the Sky. I don't think so either. But it said 1943. What? Maybe it was a movie. I don't know! We don't know what's going on. It doesn't matter. So, apparently, um, we would have to dive down a very deep rabbit hole in order rabbit holes. to get to the information we need. Alright, what do we think about this episode overall, rating-wise? I already gave them their spoiler. I, did you? See, I didn't hear the spoiler. I was too busy researching factual facts with words. Talk with all of your words. We're just talking with words. Oh, the greatest line from the whole show. No, um, I just said uh, spoiler alert, and then I just went like this. And then... Don't do it the wrong way. You maybe flip someone off here. Three. But it could be two. No, that or was the be, spoiler. I, I don't know. Okay, anyway. thanks, boy. Uh, so, yes, three, three, three companion cubes. It's a fairly decent episode with some problems. Yes, so definitely go check this one out. It was definitely worth a watch. Rating with all your numbers. Well, I mean, you didn't move any cubes yet, so... I mean, well, they're, they're, they're fictional. They're fictional. They're just take this one just... cube. <laughs> when you accidentally throw the glass at the camera. What if they'll go over there and it'll be really loud and probably break because it's already cracked and you know things. <laughs> Anyways, so three. We're moving into spoilers, so peace out or stay. Who knows? It's a 60-year-old episode. Who really cares? <laughs> That's it. We are canceling the Twilight Zone. Oh, a six-year-old. If you're really concerned about spoilers for a 60-year-old episode. Hey, maybe they really want to see it. They probably already watched it. Probably. If you have not seen the episode, please go watch it. It's worth it. At least once. Once. A lot of these episodes are worth once. Some of them are not. No. Some of them are not quite worth once. <laughs> Not a whole lot happened in that episode. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah. Spoilers. Okay. So, as you know, the guy gets, got sent to the future at the moment of his execution. And he loses his mind because he doesn't know what's going on. Obviously, he is a killer. He, of course, amps up how many people he's killed. Because, I mean, we don't really hear that in the West, but it sounds like he just shot one dude in the back. Well, he got but... caught after shooting one dude in the back. I, I, I don't, I we do so. know that fact. So, we don't know if he killed anyone beforehand or anything. All we do know is he did kill one guy by shooting him in the back, and that is why he's currently being arrested yeah. and hung. But according to what he's telling the professor is that he literally stopped counting after 20. Which he may be exaggerating. But of course, after he says this, the professor goes ahead and proceeds to tell him, oh, I'm totally just going to send you back to where you were, being hung. Because that's what you tell someone who just told you they killed 20 people, at least. Of course, why not? Because you threatened them because you have complete control and power over this person for no reason whatsoever. So the guy kind of loses it a bit and starts like slapping him around and then kind of like pushes it like literally like throws him over the desk pretty much. He has an unusual Hulk strength at times in this episode <laughs> when necessary. So yes the professor gets not only punched in the face but launched over a desk 
What I have to mention, though, is that as far as acting, like, as far as combat acting, like, this didn't look bad. Like, it... I, it was I, better. The first punch, yes. not that great. No. But everything else played pretty well for some of the things we've seen. Yes. So, for, like, even him getting launched over and literally landing on the back of his head and his shoulders and yeah, stuff like that. That was I'm, clearly a stunt double. I'm like... Even still, it's just like... I'm saying, yeah. yes, they did well, but it was clearly a stunt double. <laughs> but, uh... I mean, his coat, David, when he fell <laughs> over, he covered up his face a lot. And like, okay, you're clearly a stunt double, but good on you. It looked good. True enough. Go stunt doubles. Go stunt doubles. That's what they're there for. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, of course, his instinct is to try to still talk to this man while reaching for... Everybody knows. Everybody knows if you open a drawer, obviously you're reaching for a gun. Yes, so he gets hit over the head with a lamp, giving the criminal a gun, because that's brilliant, to which the man takes the gun and proceeds down into New York. Which, oddly enough, he was smart enough to hide the gun. He's not just, like, carrying it and run. Like He's not just carrying it around with him. He has put it somewhere on him. So I was half expecting him to run down the street with it still in his hand. Which would have garnered more so the looks he was getting. Yes. Yes, he was bumping into people a little bit, but I don't know if he necessarily needed all the looks he was getting. But it's all good. It's all good. His mesmerizement of the city and what's going on is really well done here. Yes, and also the terror as far as he was from the Wild West. He is from a quiet place where usually the loudest thing you hear is gunfire and wind. And now you have honking vehicles. You have people talking all around you. You have a jukebox. Yes. He doesn't know what that is, and it scares him really badly. But the first thing that happens, though, is as he's walking, really confused, a phone rings in a telephone booth. Yes, and this is a very well done scene, in my opinion. It's already open when he hears it, because the person just exited it, and then it rings back. Don't really know why, but it doesn't really matter. And he enters... Through the open hole, which makes sense. And then he fumbles with the telephone for a moment and then tries to leave because he's scared. And needless to say, this is the one that closes, but then it just easily pushes back and he is trapped. Yes. He is desperately trapped. Like if I if I get my dog in, under the blanket, she doesn't know what's going on. Yes. She's trapped and is desperate. He needs to escape. Yes. I... So he, he pries himself. He literally... <laughs> pretty much braces himself on the telephone and launches backwards through the glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can't find the door, find a window. Um, but I was worried about this scene at first because I was worried upon hearing the telephone, he would automatically reach in and lift the receiver, mm-hmm. which would kill it for me. Mm-hmm. The fact that he walked in, though, and was like just feeling the machine around and accidentally knocks the receiver and then hears talking, which freaks him out. And then picks up the receiver and is like, hey. There's so much done well in this that when they do the things, in my opinion, that aren't done well at all, it's like, ah, yeah. why? You were doing so good. Because with him, the outlaw, I think they do really well with everything they do with him personally. Yes. But to me, all the characters around him don't respond appropriately. No. And that's the issue. Is that he does such a great job in the episode that he makes it worth watching but everyone else doesn't. Yes. And that's my biggest issue with the episodes. So we have a dude who goes into a bar. 
kills the jukebox because he doesn't know what's going on there. Yeah, very loud. Very noisy. The bartender is immediately like, you're going to pay for that. And but yeah. wildly calm about it. For a guy that just came in, freaked out, and broke a chair into your jukebox, you're pretty cool about it. I think he would have been more freaked out if he would have shot the jukebox. Because I'm sure he's seen a lot of drunk sh- Yeah. Not, most of them don't attack the jukebox. Because if your immediate reaction is, hey, you're going to pay for that, I assume everything in his bar has at least been broken once. Yeah. It just He was a little too calm for my taste. For someone coming in, their first reaction is to take a chair across the jukebox. It's a little much. But, but he, of course, goes to the bar and... The guy's like, hey, what do you think you're doing? And he just puts a gun down on the counter. And immediately it's like, okay, well, you are now my new best friend. Gun down the counter. Cool. You have a gun. All right. Drinks. Sure. You have a drink. Drink, drink. Sure. Sure. Kind of away from the gun. Kind of looking in the opposite direction. Not paying attention to you or the gun at all. Maybe we take advantage of the situation now. Because he turns to the jukebox and literally asks what it is. Like, how is their, how is their sound coming out of it? Like, what's, what does it do? What's it made of? What's, he's just asking about this thing while staring at it. Meanwhile, the gun's behind him on the counter. So, yes. You could say, oh, he's terrified because there's a gun. Even the guy's back is turned. But soon after this, we get to... The tell he asked what oh do you know he's looking at this black thing yeah. he's like oh you know what that is it's a window oh it's not a window we'll show you what it is turns it on and of course of all things it could possibly be it is a western and not only is it a western it is it a western the exact moment in time where a gentleman is looking directly at the screen about to draw a gun yes it is a showdown it is literally a shootout one on one and he is now challenging the outlaw. Weirdly timed. But it makes for a cool scene. So of course he shoots the TV. But this is when the guy gets his courage back. Now that the guy shot the TV, there's no way he'll shoot you. Let's yell at him a bunch more about paying for stuff. The one thing I am surprised though is that the TV set off a shot before it got busted. I'm surprised he didn't have the reaction of like... Checking himself? Yeah. But I mean, I guess, you know, whatever. Small thing. Yeah, small thing. Small thing. Yeah. But again, like I said, the guy automatically gets his courage back after he fires the gun. I think I'd be a little more... I'd be more terrified after the yeah. gun went off. I'd be behind the counter. I'm not worried about him breaking things. Now he's gone insane and shooting things. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. All I, all I pictured is when the guy, like started having sort of a mental breakdown over the jukebox. He's like, here, just take these home with you. Exactly. (laughs) Take the bottles. Take it all. Go home. Rest. Drink yourself silly. That's to be fine. Get on my bar. Uh, So, yeah, this guy freaks out. and He goes back to the professor's office. He has had his dose of New York. He is done. Now, we never, we didn't really find out if the doctor dead or not. He's still laying on the ground for he busted him over the head earlier. Maybe he's dead. Maybe he's not dead. Should the lamp actually kill him? Probably not. But what do we know? And then, probably my biggest issue of the entire episode. Then all of a sudden, the professor's office gets broken into by another criminal. Which you don't really know he's a criminal because he literally, he clearly just kind of like walks in 
with a gun, and my first thought was, oh, maybe this is the professor's friend and heard a bunch of weird stuff. And I thought about to... 15 different things yeah. about who this man could be. None of them was a robber yeah. or burglar of any sort. My first thought was a professor's friend coming to check on him. My second one was maybe someone from his time that already had gotten put into the future. Maybe, I thought maybe the owner of the, the actual owner of the bar, maybe was coming after him for all the damage he caused. A lot of things. Not a burglar walking into basically an open room with a gun, very nonchalantly, maybe going to rob something? He made it... Which he never actually does. He made it sound like he'd been scouting the place out for a while now. And he was just waiting for a time, and because he saw the lights off or whatever... Which for were, literally the 15 minutes this man left. Which, which they were off because they were broken over somebody's head, but we don't get into that. And then he could, he proceeds to just talk to him and just just tell him everything. Just sure. Oh, you got here before I did. Cool. You think you got a wall safe? Let's go ahead. Let's take it. Let's find it. I thought, dude, just buddy up with him. That's fine. Don't go crazy. Just buddy uh, up with him. I don't like this guy. I don't no. like this guy at all. To which we get into a fight because, of course, Mr. Cowboy Man... Not as scared of guns that no. you might want him to be because he's really used to them, which I got. I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. To which they get into a brawl, to which at some points, Cowboy Dude is like just annihilating this guy. Like just hulking him around like, okay, he is handling the robber for a moment. To which he gets punched in the stomach and then he topples, hits the window, which breaks. And then proceeds See, I to really him. thought he was going to go out that window. I know, I did too. I was like, oh, it's another window, isn't it? Here we go. Here we go. But it didn't. Instead, he takes the string to which he would open the curtain with and strangles him with it within three seconds. He goes, one, two, light tug. All right, him. you must be dead. You must be dead. I think it might have been better if he would have just thrown him out the window. I agree, 100%. But they wanted him being hung. Or, yes. Because that's how it was originally. Justice. Karma. So I, I, Loop. And then Mr. Robber, who you assume experienced burglar of some sort? Probably. But if he's been scoping the place, he seems like he's fairly experienced. Fumbles around like he's a kid who's never seen anything. He turns some knobs. Yeah. He's pretty much just looking everywhere, turning anything, just trying to find out if there's a safe somewhere. Why he was thinking, why he would randomly twist the lock or the uh, filing cabinet ones and then just tug on them. I'm like, usually, usually isn't there a a combination? Well, they they were like, they look like combination locks. Yeah. Let me just turn them. Maybe they'll magically open for me. To which he does that to other knobs that apparently definitely work the machine. To which, for whatever reason, he works his way around the room a little bit and then decides he needs to go into the machine. To which it decides it needs to lock him in there. To which it also decides, even though those knobs were turned, that go back to the exact spot they took the other guy from. And, of course, home dude's dead. He has taken the place of the original outlaw. And but also, how long was he hanging there? Should he have died? As soon as you saw someone else magically appear back into this thing, maybe you would drop him? Well, that's the thing, is that um, what the professor said is that he had took him like a split second before his neck was going to snap. Yes, but this new guy just got back in there. 
I'm just saying, if it's the instantaneously the same moment, then that second would have happened. So if his neck would have snapped, it's not him strangling to death, it's his neck being snapped. They did not fall nowhere near far enough for a neck shrink, uh, snapping. And the rope wouldn't have left rope marks if his neck would have snapped. Because you get the, the rope marks from hanging there. Not if he fell and his neck broke, but if he didn't fall, if he fell and it, it didn't have a chance to snap, then the rope marks never would have been there because they never had a chance to tug on his neck because he didn't have his neck snapped. So the guys who were originally stand, standing there are freaked out. Cause they're a little baffled. Yeah, they're like, okay, so the same dude that we just hung is not the same dude that's a, currently hanging hey, in front of us. So did we just hang an innocent man? I hope not. Cool premise. And our outlaw cowboy man was the most interesting part about the whole episode. Yes. But yeah, there are issues in my opinion. <laughs> there are issues. But still definitely worth a watch. It is. Still fairly entertaining. So this one got a three out of five for us. Three. Nine. <laughs> a nine out of five? Whoa, it is not that good. Live long and prosper. Is it, is it the thumb out or is the thumb not out? I don't remember. Uh, which one is it? I don't know. I thought it was the thumb out. I don't remember. I Because I don't remember the gum going like this. I want to uh. say it's the thumb out. I don't know. It's been so long. All right, Star Trek fans. Help us out here. <laughs> I'm sorry. If we if we just cursed in your language, I'm I apologize. I, I deeply apologize. I mean that might be right. It's one of those, also I can't do it with my left hand. It's so. one of those things that you just the actual when you actually think of it, you're like, oh, yeah. See, I is it like that? I want to say so. Like when someone walks up, it's just like this. Like I don't know if it's like way out, but it's just like every time I see it, I just, I just like. So we think that's it. Live long and prosper. Also, you can reach me at Stars Untraveled. You can reach man at KZ Pup. You can reach out beyond our focus, everyone, including YouTube and podcast services around the globe and on Star Trek Enterprise. Maybe. Oh. Any final thoughts? I think we're good. Okay, I think so too. You can get out of telephone booths just to let you know. Open the door. Yeah, that's generally how you do it. If you can find one. Yes. Until next time! Long days and pleasant nights.